Everybody, Dan Hayes, Binder Boneyard, coming at you from the parts cavern shipping department slash break room bathroom office. Um, yeah, if uh, anybody ever stops by, uh, if you come visit the shop here at 760 A Avenue in Terrebonne, uh, there's it's a mess. Um, my organization is terrible. Um, but there's a lot of neat stuff in here. Uh, eventually, it will all make its way to the eBay or, you know, Facebook for sale pages. But uh, anyways, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, everyone that keeps, you know, saying that they're new listeners and they love it. Uh, man, you, you, I can't thank you enough. Um, the new subscriptions, the new Patreon uh, donations, That I mean, all of it is so great. And... Uh, I mean, I've been at this thing almost a month now, so, uh, you know, I really, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm just so grateful for you guys, so uh, I don't want to beat a dead horse by saying thank you, but uh, I believe that you can't be too grateful, and you can't say thank you enough, um, so thank you again. Um, so, first order of business... Um, my birthday cruise, March 16th through the 19th, 2019, Route 66, west to east, starting in Bakersfield area, and uh, see how far we get. The itinerary is going to be pretty loose, going to do what I want because it's my birthday, but uh, more than welcome to join in in your IH and cruise along and enjoy the sights, and, or if you're from that area, tell us where to go. Give us some good places to check out, some cool wrecking yards, some people's backyards, uh, you know, museums, whatever. Um, you know, feel free to help us out. Uh, like I said, it's going to be pretty loose. It's for my my birthday, so there will be no, not any uh, quote-unquote work going on. Uh, so, yeah, um, I think it's going to be a good time. Go ahead and if you want to join, you can RSVP. There's a, a sticky on the top of the uh, IH Scout Truck Mafia page. Um, I think I made a post on the Scout Owners of the World page, uh, which if you're not a member of that, you should really join. Um, and chime in there that you want to go, uh, or you can send me an email at uh, binderboneyardpodcast at gmail. And... Um, let me know that you're in there, and uh, let me know what you're driving, and what your intentions are. Um, so, and then a cruise that's coming up a lot sooner is the Cummins cruise. Uh, that is, um, I will leave on this Thursday, the 13th, so I can get to Idaho and be ready for Friday morning. Um, so that'll be a good time. Uh, I'm not invited or anything like that. I, I signed up for it um, just because I think it's important. Um, we have three of the Cummins 2.8 liters here, the new crate motors. Um, one's going in a <coughs> Toyota, <clears throat> and then one's going in a, uh, a 63, I'm sorry, 61 Scout 80 uh, that a, a good uh, good friend of the Boneyard is having us do for them uh and then the other one's going into uh a newer 
80s uh, <clears throat> Wagoneer. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, um, that'll be interesting. So I just want to go on this cruise, talk to some engineers, talk to some people, see what, uh, see what uh, information I can glean, see what other builds are out there, and get some ideas off of guys because um, I know I do a lot of stuff out of my head, but uh, it'd be nice to see some other builds and, and get some knowledge from these guys that have done a few already um you know especially in the the off brands like that toyota and wagoneer i'd like to see what what they did um so yeah well that and i mean my my travel it has a 12 valve in it so that's why i want to go and um you know kind of show that off a little bit and and uh get in front of some people so um you know it should be should be a good time. Uh, if you're following, please follow the uh, socials, uh, Binder Boneyard on Instagram. Um, and I will be updating a lot of the Facebook pages uh, because I will be taking a ton of pictures. I'm going to be alone on this trip because um, uh, <laughs> recently singled in, uh, and I got no friends that want to take off the time from work to go or whatever. So uh, it's just me, just me you know, taking a little mini vacation and seeing if I can't help grow the business. So it should be, it should be a good time. Um, another event that's coming up that everybody should attend. Uh, if you're within a three state circle of, um, Grass Valley, California, uh, you should attend the Sierra Fall Rally that is hosted by IH Parts America and it is an amazing show. Uh, it's in the tall pines, it's in the mountains of uh, Northern California. It's a beautiful setting, it's a great crowd, tons of great rigs. Um, there's some amazing trail rides on Thursday, Friday. Um, the show is great, um, lots of trophies, tons of raffle stuff. Um, there's only a few of us vendors that actually show up, so I personally do pretty well because I move I move a fair amount of product there. So um, got that going for me. So that's why one of the reasons why I like that show. But it's nice to camp. The weather's still good. Um, you know, a little chilly at night, but beautiful during the day. Uh, I get a sunburn pretty much every uh, every year just because I'm a fair-skinned ginger. And, uh, you know, that just happens, but yeah. So, um, fall rally is the first weekend in October. It is, uh, March, uh, 5th, 6th and 7th March. I'm retarded. October, <laughs> October 5th, 6th and 7th. Uh, so yeah, it's a good time. You should go, even if you don't have a scout, or international, you should go check it out. There's always something for sale there, um, so it'd be a be a uh, good opportunity to see something that you might be looking for. Um, so yeah, recommend it highly. And um, you know, the entry fee isn't very much if you are going to show your rig. Uh, so yeah, it's not bad. So I recommend going. I've been going for years, um, Jeff does a great job the whole team does a great job of putting on putting on that show so um but that's gonna segue me into something else um 
I'm going to talk about uh, bad advice. Um, I'm on the Facebook pages every day. I see people asking lots of questions, and I know I've harped on this before in past episodes, but um, if you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, don't say anything. Please don't say anything. If somebody is looking for a distributor, don't type a Chevy one will work when in all actuality, no, a Chevy one won't work. A Chevy distributor will not drop into an international engine. They might have the same cap. It might be a Delco and it has the same fucking big window cap, but that is where it stops. There's no similarities. So if you don't know what you're looking at, don't say a fucking word. It's just that simple. If I, I don't know what goes through people's minds. I mean, I th- I'd like to think they're trying to be helpful, but if you are not familiar with the questions being asked, really shouldn't say anything. Really shouldn't say anything. Now, I'm not talking about when someone says, Hey, how do I put power steering on my truck? You can chime in with your advice or with your thoughts. Oh, Chevy box or do this or do that. Because it's your way of getting to the solution. Uh, There's more than one way to skin a cat. We've all been down that road. We've all, you know, there's different tools for different things. We've all figured out how to get things figured out but when it's a very specific part or very specific problem like a couple of weeks ago the guy with the oil filter housing telling you know telling everyone to jam a screwdriver through it not realizing that it's a fucking canister and it's made out of 11 gauge sheet metal and you are not driving a screwdriver through it um that's what i'm talking about It's the blatantly wrong, you don't have a clue what the hell you're talking about, you're just talking out your ass answer. And it's like, you actually had to go to the trouble to tap or click comment, then type out your bullshit answer, and then press send. So it's not like it was an accident. It's not like when these guys, you see the, like, interested comment come up. Because, you know, they accidentally touched the wrong predetermined window on on Facebook. So, please, if you don't know what spring bushing goes into, you know, a C-series pickup spring, don't answer. And if you do know... Make sure it's the right thing. You know, it. so many times these guys are just saying, oh, it's a, you know, it's this, it's a square body Chevy bushing. Uh, no, it's not, you know. Or if you're going to talk about what it is, try and provide a part number. Try and provide something useful. Try and make sure what you're saying is correct before you lead a new person or a, a young person down the wrong path of, you know, going to Napa and looking for fucking blinker fluid. 
or whatever. Yeah, that's hilarious, but you know, <laughs> it's it's just a thing, you know. We appreciate you're trying to be helpful, but if you don't know, please please don't say anything. It just hurts everyone. It just it really does, you know. Cuz I get calls from guys that are like, "What the shit? I heard that a Ford you know, Y block thermostat will fit in my scout. And so I put one in and now it doesn't work. So what do you think I should do? It's like, first of all, who the fuck told you that? And second of all, do you believe everything on the internet? Cause you know, there's a lot of misinformation out there. So yeah, just please, please be mindful of what you're telling people on the internet, especially Facebook. So, um, and that brings me to another thing about bad advice. Um, people I see all the time, this is really common, um, people are looking for advice on converting their Scout 80s and 800s to power steering. And it's a great upgrade. I recommend everyone do it uh, or pay someone to do it correctly um that's the important part correctly i've seen some scary shit out there so yeah keep that in mind this is one of those more than one way to skin a cat kind of deals um we've figured out a system here for especially for the v8 800s um they're the easiest to do and uh you know, there's a combination of parts that go together that make it work very well. Um, so how we do it, and uh, you guys better get some paper and a pen and um, write this down because I probably won't cover this again for a while. <laughs> you need the 69 to 73, not 74 and 5, 69 to 73 pickup or travel all motor bracket for the power steering pump. You need the motor bracket and you need the pump bracket from that era of truck. You also need the pump, of course, and you need the pulley off of the, it's the inside innermost pulley on the water pump on the water pump not the crank scout twos and 74 and five trucks run off the crank you don't want that one do not use a scout two one i promise you don't use a scout two one 69 to 73 pickup and travel all innermost water pump pulley and it's a little one it's a smaller diameter than the the fan um, and alternator pulleys. So you want that little pulley and you want the pump bracket, the engine bracket, and the pump itself. Those are very important. This is for V8 Scouts with 304s, 266s, 345s, 392s, whatever. The V8 Scout 800s. You want that stuff. Then, what works best for us is a Scout 2 power steering box. And of course, you're gonna want it rebuilt. 
don't just use a junky one because it's a pain in the ass to put in and then if it starts leaking everywhere you just got to take it back out so scout 2 power steering box then you will make a plate for the frame that has the scout 2 box pattern in it except you're going to want about a 10 degree rotation to point the the input of the steering box up towards the firewall towards the steering column then you're going to want to remove the original manual box from the frame then you're going to take a torch or plasma and you're going to cut the old bracket off all of it off and then what a lot of guys do is they weld their plate that they've made with that hole pattern straight to the frame and then they drill through the frame through the other side and then that's how they bolt the box together. What we do, well they drill through, I'm sorry, drill through, weld everything in place and then, and then bolt the box on. What we do is we actually cut a section of the frame out and our plate is shaped um, kind of like a, a U, or it's a, just a partial channel. Um, and we cut a section of the frame out and then inset or French our bracket into the frame. Our bracket's quarter inch steel um, and it's only bent about an inch. So it insets the box into the frame about an inch. Um, Doing that allows for larger tire clearance. So when you turn hard right, the tire doesn't run into the steering box. Um, it also gives us a chance to strengthen the frame right there. And we can reach through the holes on the other side of the frame from the original box to tighten the steering box down um, so it doesn't go all the way through. We do drill one hole all the way through and bolt that one as a safety measure in case the bracket tears out of the frame. There's something catastrophic and all of the weld breaks all the way around. Um, the one bolt that goes through is kind of a safety. So that's something to think about when you're doing that. And then finally, we cut the column off about a foot 10 inches out of the firewall we weld a you know flaming river or borgeson steering joint that's three quarters id and then has the double d uh on the other side of it weld that to the column to the shaft the steering shaft and then we get the correct u-joint for the steering box uh, and you'll have two choices with the scout 2 box it'll be um, either 13 sixteenths or a three quarters. Um, so I can't remember the spline count right off the top of my head. It's, uh, I believe it's 13. Oh, here, let me grab one. I got it on the shelf. Um, it's, uh, three quarters by 30 spline, um, or 13 sixteenths by 36 spline. I hope you wrote that down.
So those are what goes, one of those two will go on the steering box itself. Um, and then the other side of that joint will also be the double D. So then you buy a section of the double D shaft and that's how you put it together. Um, that direct coupling sometimes can cause, you get a lot of feedback um, because now you have no rubber absorption in there. So you get road feel and things like that, that um, irritate you sometimes. But, uh, but no, that's the most direct way to do it. Uh, and that's 800. So um, that's for the V8 800s. Um, and then of course you'll have to have hoses made uh, from scratch, uh, which, yeah, don't ever reuse old hydraulic hoses anyways, because you know better than that. Um, that's how we do those versions. Um, it gets a little more custom when you're doing the four cylinders. Um, oh, I'm sorry. That conversion also works great on the six-cylinder um, 800s, you know, we had the AMCs. That conversion is the same. That you know, um, we use the same power steering. I'm sorry, the same um, box, Scout Two box, and all that. For the engine, you guys will need to find a Jeep uh, or AMC power steering setup, uh, and they came on everything: uh, Wagoneers, uh, CJs, uh, some of the J trucks, uh, AMC Eagles. Uh, anything that had a 199, 232, or 258 uh, will work. I've heard of guys taking the two uh, or the four liter Jeep Cherokee serpentine setups and putting them on a 258. And I believe there's only like one hole you have to drill, and then you get the full serpentine setup. But uh, I haven't done it personally, so take that with a grain of salt. Um, so, again, that setup will work on the straight sixes as well. Uh, the four-cylinder Scouts and the 80s, it gets trickier uh, with the box being on the inside of the frame and the bracket that it's mounted to. Um, this is where it gets a little bit more open to interpretation. Um, I put power steering on my 63 years, years before it really seemed to be a thing. And I used a two-wheel drive ford pickup box like a f-250 because it had a really tall sector shaft really long the gearbox on top to the output at the bottom was like 11 inches or something so what i did was i made a bracket that strengthened the original bracket and uh, i bolted it onto that um, because it had a rearward swinging pitman arm so everything worked out pretty sweet um, in that location. I just, again, cut the column, used the Borgeson joints, um, and then for the power steering, I had to get really creative because those four cylinders, it's just tough. And I had, I had made, um, so Speedway, and I think Summit too, sells a plate that is the power steering, the Saginaw power steering pump plate, uh, like a super universal thing, good for Scout twos, anything that had a Saginaw pump. Um, and so you would bolt the pump right to this, you know, generic plate, 
and then I built uh, supports off of it. I had one that went to the an oil pan bolt, and then I had one that went to the bottom of the water pump, and then I had one that came back at an angle off of it to the oh the fuel pump slot because uh, the four cylinder had the pump and at least in the 80s 800s the four cylinder pump was on the side of the block uh, so uh, I was running fuel injection on that scout so I hadn't I had that plate was just that hole was just blocked off so I ran it back to there um, the trick was just spacing getting the pulley to line up with everything and on that particular one I ran uh, it off of the off the bottom pulley um, because it didn't matter I had tons of room in that application so um, again it was just a custom bracket you know unless you get super lucky super lucky and you find like the scout 2 four-cylinder power steering bracket um, that's the only other way you're gonna get power steering on your four-cylinder unless you custom fab something from scratch essentially um, other than the power steering pump plate that you can buy from summit or speedway um i have heard of guys using the um jeep cherokee uh, or grand cherokee uh power steering box that's a saginaw 800 box um super common it has a rearward swinging pitman arm as well um, but it's shorter uh, the one complication guys are worried about with the long sector shafts like the scout twos and like that ford box i had was just twisting just hardcore wheeling will break that sector shaft um, i never did but i had a feeling it was on its way because i put my scout through some shit um so those are two options there's some gm truck boxes two-wheel drive truck boxes that also swing rearward um so again, if you're good with fabrication, make a plate on the inside of the frame, do all that, uh, and then just get like a drop pitman arm to clear the the frame rails and stuff. Um, so, you know, there's there's no easy way to do power steering on an 80 or 800. Uh, I know you guys all wish there was some bolt-on magic, but there really isn't. Um, so yeah hopefully you guys wrote that down so you don't message me tomorrow and ask me about uh what uh what to do so um yeah so that was it for me for today i think that was more than enough intel for you guys and complaining um since i'll be on the power tour um saturday and coming home on monday my podcast will be from the road. Uh, Saturday, I might be able to bang out before I leave. Um, but Mondays will definitely be from the road. So it might be a just a recap or a bridged version. So um, I encourage you guys to listen anyways, because I'm sure there will be some stuff to correspond with uh, what's happening on social media. Um, but anyway, uh, you guys, I really appreciate it. Please continue to share it continue to like it, continue to tell a friend, please keep up the five-star reviews. Um, we're really going to try hard to get me on to some other podcasts, uh, automotive-based podcasts, so hopefully it can help spread the word and, uh, and all of that. So again, thank you. Thank you so much. 
appreciate it. Appreciate everything. And um, I will catch you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>